We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Lucky Lefty is on CFB Nation, presented by Twisted T. Now, you know the funny thing, Left? Marcus Freeman is our type of guy, Left, and we say this all the time. Because Marcus Freeman has conversations week to week. He said this. He told Notre Dame fans last week, after this Clemson game, we got another bye week, and I'm going to sit down. And ask my staff if we need another transfer quarterback. Mm. This man, after Drew Pine led Notre Dame to the big victory over Clemson at the end of the season last year, he sat Drew Pine down weeks later and said, Hey, man, we're going to the transfer portal. You might want to think about where you want to go. But, coach, I just led us to, I understand that. I understand. And we appreciate all the ball that you yeah. played here, brother. We appreciate yeah, Tyler, it. Tyler. Tyler's back from injury. He's going to start the bowl game. And both of you all, I'm letting both of you all know, we're going to the – we're getting a quarterback from the transfer portal. See, I appreciate a coach like that. I appreciate people like that. Let me yeah. know where I stand. Absolutely. If you, if you don't like me, just tell me. And we Absolutely. can still have conversations. Might laugh every now and then, but at least I know. Where you stand? Hey, listen, in the words of Fantasia Barino, if you don't want me, then don't talk to me. Man. Go ahead and free yourself. Free Go yourself. ahead. Go ahead. You know what I mean? I, I I do agree. I do agree. I think that, you know, um, we we can both talk about this at nauseum left in, in terms of coaches in college and not <laughs> telling you that. Oh, that was a bar, man. I ain't going to lie. That, was, that Fantasia <laughs> line was a bar. I mean, it's the truth, though. It's the truth. It's the truth. Listen. Miss Barino got in that studio. The rent was due. The car got repoed. The lights was halfway off. She was using the candles to keep the keep that thing lit. And, and and she did what she needed to do because it's the truth, right? A lot of college coaches, even while players are on the team now, they're still recruiting and they're still, mm-hmm. hey man, we know you're the third receiver right now. Don't worry about it, brother. We've got these two guys leaving, and we're not going anywhere. We're not looking at anybody in the portal. We're not talking to anybody. Next thing you know, you look up, and it's like, wait a minute. Where did these two six five guys come from? Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. What's going on here? You know? But so you got, they got to be careful doing that now because, you know, people are leaving. and you, Yeah, and that's, and, can leave but that's the thing. If you're recruiting over somebody, you're not mad that they left. You know what I mean? Like, if, if you're recruiting over somebody, you're okay with that. Uh, but the reality is this is – 
this is a, a, a situation where I agree. Marcus Freeman and his, his ilk, guys who are honest about it, guys who go to the player, because trust me, I still keep my ear to the recruiting streets. I got, you know, a lot of guys who are coming up behind me at Cast Tech that, you know, they put in a call to me. Hey, Ken, what's what's this coach like? Hey, I know that you play with this coach. Or, hey, I know that this coach is a coach that you cover closely. What is he like? And I'm like, hey, man, this is this is who he is. This is who that guy is. This is who these coaches are. That's I'm just letting you know this is something that you should be interested in. Or like mm, that coach, you know, if, if you ask him to tell you a lie, that boy will finally tell you the truth just to piss you off some more. So, you know, it, it, it's it's the reality of, of what's going on here. And I, I do agree that guys like Marcus Freeman who are honest about it and tell you what's going on, those are the ones that you you cherish them in today's game because it's it's getting more and more rare where everybody's doing what's best for their interests and what's, you know, if if keeping Malik on the team will help us out, but we're really looking for three other quarterbacks, you know, we'll do that. But we'll tell him what he wants to hear. But then when he's fourth string coming to start next season, when he on scout team getting beat up by those 300-pounders because he's the only live quarterback on the team. We just man, they, they do it to you, too. Just, oh, I, I know. I didn't, <laughs> listen, I've heard about it. I've heard about it. And I've seen I've seen some firsthand things where I'm like, yeah. oh, I know he ain't agree to that. I know that boy ain't Yeah, this that. Those, those tactics they use to try to push kids out, man. I'm yeah, definitely yeah. – those are the, the shady things in college football. Absolutely. Absolutely. But the transfer portal being what it is, I know it's probably going to get even worse. Yeah. Because yeah. these right. rosters are really going to have to figure itself out in terms of uh, how they're going to manage it. They're only giving so many scholarships and, you know, with kids overloading and then high school recruiting taking an impact because of transfer portal, how bad some of these coaches want to win. They might mess up whole programs recruiting style for years to come when they're taking that Los Angeles Rams approach by all money in right now. We're trying to win now. And now they rosters, <laughs> they rosters Bro. toast. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> and that's why people were like, man, Dion is throwing his players under the bus. I'm like, that boy knows. 
That right tackle, oh, he knows. That right he tackle. Knows. Remember what I told you? I said, man, that Cashador has so much patience. I said, because it's not even, it's not even about losing the game. Yeah. yeah. I was like, if I'm Shador, I'm walking up to that dude like, hey, man, you costing me my future. Like, you messing around and costing me money. I agree. My NFL career, like, hey. Like you're not even touching guys when they rushing the rushing. Yeah. People get to me in like 1.8 seconds. And then after he said what he said after the UCLA game, they get the number one offensive tackle in the JUCO ranks to commit. I was just about to say that man, call DR what you want, but don't call him for fronts. That boy is not stupid. He that man front. knows exactly what he, he got front. going and on. And then the number one tackle. From IMG is mm-hmm. visiting Colorado this weekend. He ain't, of course, of course, he ain't because dude. that's that's and and this is what I mean by you need a mix, right? You need a mix in terms of player development is always going to be important. If you mm-hmm. bring in five stars and don't do nothing with them, you know, congratulations, your team is going to be cooked anyway. But if you can't mix the two, if you can't blend the two and say, hey, our team is is really really good right now, but you know what? If we could get a great left tackle. And a wide receiver who could really, you know, he could stretch the field. I think we could be a national championship contender when you can go get those things out of the portal because you know you need it right away. And if you get a true freshman, even a really good true freshman, right? Unless you got a one in a million true freshman, he's going to be good, but he's not going to be playing at that championship level to where he could give you 13 sustained weeks of like, oh, even his worst week is still like he's good to above average. He's not going to be doing that. You know what I mean? Like an NFL guy, like a guy that's right there on the cusp. He's a first yeah. rounder. So, um, you know, you you sit up there and you look at, at what's going on there. And again, guys like Coach Prime, say what you want about him. Say what you want about him. The man is no fool. He knows exactly what he's saying. He knows exactly what he's doing. People talk about, oh, he got all these celebrities and all this bling. Well, let me ask you this. When UNC had all the celebrities in the bling, what were they recruiting classes looking like? You know what I mean? They was throwing up more ones than than if uh, Roman Reigns just entered the building. Like that's that's the deal. That's that's who they are, and and he knows what eighteen to twenty two year olds want to see. He knows yeah. what they want to see and what they want to hear. He got these coaches shaking in their boots. Coaches that ain't never said nothing to the media before. Dan Lanning been coaching for years. How many times have y'all seen ESPN cameras in their pre uh, pre game? Oh, not one. Never. Except for when what happened when they played Colorado. Then he had to let the world know. That the University of 50 jerseys ain't doing it for clicks. They're doing it for substance. <laughs> the university that got more jersey combinations than most people have have t-shirts at home. They need to let us know. We're we're not, we're gonna play it on the field. They're playing in Hollywood. The university with with, with facilities so grand, it looked like the Taj Mahal of football. They're doing it for substance. You know, that's what it is. They get, Prime got him shaking in the boots. And that's all. He's the Baba Yaga of college football right now, and all these coaches know it. Yo, it's spot on. And, and Pete Carroll, in a different way, was just as much as a character. Mm-hmm. And college football, you know, the people that, you know, you're supposed to do it this way and be that way, they hated on Pete Carroll. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. hated that Pete Carroll had Snoop at practices. Yeah. They, yeah. Pete Carroll used the culture. The same way Deion Sanders is using Except the Deion's culture. just from it and one's not. Exactly. Exactly. That's it. Exactly. And this and it and the other part of it is it's 
Deion Sanders is larger than life. Like when people talk about, oh, yeah, you know, more NFL players should go back to HBCUs and do what Deion did. There are already former NFL players that, that are at these HBCUs. Eddie George has been at Tennessee State, and he has exposed corruption that was stealing billions of dollars from them in terms of their that's, endowment. That's, the, that, that's a whole nother podcast. No, no, I, I, I agree, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying. The, the problem, the problem, majority of the time is administration. administration yeah, yeah, but, but I'm saying, even if we, even if we keep it strictly to football and we say, how many coaches got Dion's impact? Yeah. Even without Colorado, even without ever stepping a field at or stepping a foot on Jackson State's field, Dion Sanders had a reality show that was just about his life in general after he stopped playing football. And it was wildly entertaining. I was tuned in to WeTV every, you know, I ain't Did never seen see, no lifetime. How chubby, how chubby Shadua was back yeah, then. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I was looking at them the other day like, these are the kids from the show? Yeah. These are the little boys from the show? Yeah, oh, my God. Yeah. It's so, but yeah. that's the reality. Deion Sanders has never not been on TV. From the day that he stepped out his prime all the way up till now, when was the moment where people didn't want to put eyes on TV because Deion's there? Deion is one of what? You know what I mean? Everybody likes to say, oh, that's one of them ones. No, no, no. Yeah. Dion is not one of them ones. He is the one to be him. He's the only Dion that we will ever see. So, you know, kind of to, to castigate HBCUs and say more of y'all need to go back and get NFL players or it'll end in order for it to end like this. We've seen it multiple times. We saw a crash and burn with Ed Reed. We saw what's going on with uh, yeah. what's going on with Eddie George. We saw Hugh Grant down to um, Grambling State. We see multiple NFL guys going back to HBCUs. But again, it's not the same because they're not Dion. They don't get Dion for all the things that he is. He's one of the world's greatest showmen. He's also one of the world's greatest markers. He's also one of the world's great. He's just one of the world's greatest. In, in terms Man. of entertainment, he's one of those. That's what he is. And so, you know, he's bless pretty him. in that case. Bless him, man. Absolutely. Not only does he, and man, bless him. For, he sure. Gets to go, for sure. Man, for what he gets to go home to, bless him. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. Tyrod yeah. Taylor, I know you injured, bro, but bless you. Wait, who's Dion going home to? Huh? I thought, I thought oh wait! I thought he was just talking about his life in general. Hold on, who his old lady is? Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Hold on! I, I, if I'm not mistaken, I, you know they're not married, but uh, the relationship is still there. She was there doing the. Oh, stop, uh, it. Oh, stop the, it! Stop it! I, listen, I don't. I'm not gonna throw out the c word. I'm not gonna do that. But that that woman had them kids on that show talking about we have a different name and we're. We're going yes, back to the spaceship. I yeah, yes, she did. She did. Even she as did. a child, I'm like, wait, something ain't right here. Yeah, something ain't. She, the math ain't math. What do you mean they got she, different? I, and what? then I wondered why. Yeah, the, the, the yeah. baby, the father, always seemed to have the kids. You know, I'm gonna tell you this: it's rare to see a single father get custody. I, it's real yeah. rare. It's real, yeah. and I and, and I, that's all I'm gonna say on it because I don't know enough information. I'm not about to sit up here. That's all I'm gonna say on it. That's all I'm gonna say. I know that there was a point in time where that the young woman was incarcerated, or that woman was incarcerated, and he got full custody. <laughs> that's all I know. And those facts to me point to something being very wrong there. She may be fine as she want to be, but that uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, Tyrod Taylor got hurt, and you know, I'm sure Drea was rubbing his back. Oh Lord, Lord, Good enough. Lord, listen, <laughs> listen. Don't, don't get in trouble with your old lady on this show now. Don't get. No, 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 no. Having a good time, but it's too cold left, in there to be sleeping on the couch. Left, it's too cold. No, left knows my missus 
is around the house listening to everything. She knows oh, okay. I have all fun. Right. All right, all I say. have fun. Right. I crack. Hey, and speaking of blessings, you talked about that. I tell Notre Dame fans, like, hey, you don't know how blessed you are, man. That's right. Yeah. Like, boy, do you understand? Because you know, look at what Dion and other coaches around college football are dealing with. Look at Clemson's offensive line and what Dabo's been dealing with. Well, like, well not only that, not the only history that. of offensive linemen is just like tight ends in Notre Dame. Like, oh, absolutely. Hey, absolutely. Think, think about this, Kent. Blake Fisher, mm -hmm. the starting right tackle, yeah, was the starting left tackle as mm -hmm. a true freshman mm -hmm. for Jack Cohn at Notre Dame. Yeah, he got injured at Florida State the first series of the game. Guess who ended up replacing? Was it Joe Alt? Joe Alt as a true freshman. Yeah. And yeah. now they're your book. That that doesn't happen. Yeah. That, that, that doesn't yeah. happen, bro. I'm, I'm gonna tell you this. I'm gonna tell you this. Notre Dame fans should feel blessed for this reason. I tell people all the time there are about six to seven universities around the country where eight wins a season ain't enough. Everywhere yeah. else, everywhere else. And I really want you to think about this because I could throw out, I could just type in college uh random college generator right and i could mm -hmm. give you 10 random colleges names off the top of my head 10 random power five or better college names and i if i told you a coach here is going to win an average of eight games a year when do they get fired or do they get fired when do they get fired and mm -hmm. um do they build that coach's statue there are more universities that would build you a statue for winning eight games a year over the span of 10 to 15 years or so than there are schools that you would get fired at right away because this is like no we need more we want mm -hmm. more and notre dame is one of those ones regardless of what's been going on with notre dame notre dame is one of those ones that hey if you can't get us nine ten plus a year oh don't worry about it brother they got a college field it's not notre dame but it exists i promise you there are that's plenty why of i'm like hey, we're, we're that's why Marcus Freeman, that's though. why next year yo we're happy bro I'm going to tell you. Next, I'm gonna tell, yeah. next year is the – dude, we get to exhale as a fan yeah. base. Kenton, do you know how much pressure it is to live and die with every game knowing you have to be perfect? You have to be perfect. To have a chance. Um, and with the expansion of the playoff, now I, it's like – I don't know if, if, if y'all eyes are working or not, but I got a black ass on my chest over here. Um <laughs> I don't know what that's like. I, in fact, do not know. I am, I am very much so unfamiliar. No, but but very seriously, right? It was the same way playing the cast tag. Every time we lost, everybody's oh, Coach Woodrow need to yeah. get fired and did it. I'm just like, yeah, yeah. Come on, man. Come on. We we're not that type of team. We ain't been winning for forever. We won the first state championship in the history of the city of Detroit in terms of Division One. What are y'all acting like this for? What's happening here? Yeah. But you know, I, I get it. I get it a thousand percent. But I'm gonna tell you this: Do y'all really get to breathe? Because I think in Notre Dame, your coach gets one year of no expectations tops. And even in that no expectations year, you still got to get to a decent bowl game. You don't have yeah. us at the Fenway Bowl two times in a row. Right. They do not want a, a New York Glizzy that bad. They will get you up out the paint quickly at Notre Dame if that's what you're going to be bringing. So, you know. Right. And it, it definitely one of those things where the expectations changes, uh, where Notre Dame can seem a little bit more uh, – realistic i mean i think at this point it's yeah. just illogical where we put our expectations each season even though these games i mean hell our seasons are based on two or three games a year 
And those same two or three games can mean a tremendous difference in the way people view Notre Dame because, we, yeah. would, you know, we would be in a position where we're just like Ohio State making contention runs every other year. But see, Ohio State, it's not even about the – see, this is the crazy thing. Notre Dame is about the record, left. Yeah. Yeah. Ohio State, it's about one other beat the team. boys up north. That's it. Beat the school up like, north. bro, yeah. John Cooper was running off 10-win seasons. Mm-hmm. Recruiting mm-hmm. like crazy. Yeah. Couldn't beat that squad, dude. We're going to have to let you go. And, and, what's, <laughs> and, what's, and what they're saying, and what they're saying about Ryan Day right now. Yeah. We don't care if that boy stole every signal. We don't care if he stole the turn signal on your car. We don't care. You make no left or right turns. You can't let nobody know nothing of where you're going. You yeah. better be Michigan, bro. Yeah, they don't care nothing about that cheating thing. Bet- they Tuck. will still fire you. We don't, we don't care if they got the camera crew from Cheaters coming in. Jim Harbaugh, this is not your wife. What are you and Stallions back yeah. here doing? They don't yeah. care nothing about that. You know what right. they care about? You know what they mm. care about? Did you beat that team? With that M on their hip, or did you beat the winged helmet? That's it. That's, that's it, it. You know, and so, so it. That's the reality. Is I'm gonna tell you this, Marcus Freeman. It, you're right. You can breathe next year. Next year, that pressure better be back on his neck. They better be breathing back down in there, or else I know something about Notre Dame. I know some. Listen, they're gonna be telling him, "Hey, listen, don't worry about it, brother. Don't worry about it. We still got to pay you out the rest of your contract." You know. You can go ahead. He, he's he he go just got to get to the second third round next year, or second round, second round. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I, I think if he makes it to the playoffs, I think he'll be all right. I think if he because I know they expanded it to twelve, so you can make it as a number. 10 That's what I'm saying. Two. We oh we got a lot of room, but that we was but we was worried about getting into the four, the twelve, and and I hear teams better than, every year than us, and and that and that is my point exactly. So you see how you feel about it right now. Now imagine if three games in the next season. Their feelings start to change a little. You start to say, well, "Hold on, are we comfortably one of the best twelve teams in the nation?" Then all oh, of a sudden, sure. the conversation changes a little bit, and you know things start to lather up in a little bit of a different way. But um, this is this is a, a situation where, again, I think that Notre Dame fans are are you know again blessed and highly favored, if you will, Man. because some of us, you know, our our <laughs> fan bases also get mad and want everybody fired after every loss. But I'm like. I don't know if you know this. We haven't won a conference championship in my lifetime, and I'm bald now. <laughs> I don't you know. And granted, I'm not the oldest bald guy in the world. Male pattern bald. This shout, shout out to dad. Thank you for blessing me with this. But the reality is very simple. Like, why are we doing this when there's not a history of success of, hey, we're documented as national championships. Hey, we have a Rocket Ishmael in our, our history. We have a Jerome Bettis, a Tim Brown. Uh, Wait a minute. Y'all got a Joseph Tooney. Joseph Tooney. Well, we got Joe Tooney, Torrey Holt, Russell oh. Wilson. You know, a lot. We got lots of greats, but I'm saying in terms of championships, we have not won a. Y'all still claiming Russ, though? Don't play with I mean, me. Yeah, that's a question. That's a question. Don't play with me. And we still claim, and I'm, we still claim McLeod. Both of them is ours. Both of them is ours. I get. Don't play with me. I get. Let me tell but you something. Russ, okay? I don't know. Russell Russ Wilson became a number one pick. Russell Wilson got two degrees at NC State. He got his start at NC State. He played more ball in the red and white at NC State than he ever did up there in, in Badgerland. Don't play with me. And it's not but, just because I hate what, the state of Wisconsin. what does anybody this, ever remember for that coach saying, you can't play both over here? 
That and listen, can't play baseball and football here. But that, here's the thing, okay? Russell Wilson, another one of those guys, you know, and I hate to do this because I'm, I'm a devout Christian myself. I go to church every Sunday. I do all the things. If it, if I ain't on the usher board, I'm working in technology. If I ain't working in technology, I'm doing the closing prayer. I'm do, I, so I'm not about, I'm not going to castigate the entire religion of Christianity. But he another one of those Christians. They got a little bit of that liar. He got a little bit of that liar. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. If you've ever heard Tom O'Brien speak, you would know Tom O'Brien has no Southern twang in his talk at all. At, at all, all. Yeah. that was one of the biggest criticisms that fans out here had of him. They was like, he doesn't sound like one of us at all. Like, so the whole, hey, son, you're only gonna play one of these. Bro, oh, you said you said that was a whole script, huh? That was it, a yes, huh? yes, <laughs> that was a thousand percent of Okie though. It was one of you remember when Michael Jordan said he walked by me and he said, "Hey, good game, Mike," and it became personal. And then he was like, "Yeah, that never happened. I just made that up in my head to make it more thick." With all due respect, no. with all due respect, no, listen, Russ. listen, I love Russell Westbrook. I mean, uh, Russell Wilson. I love his family. I love him and Sierra. I love him and Lil Baby Future. I love him and all the other children. I love all of them. I wish no. nothing but prosperity to him. I wish not. I love him the way I love Philip Rivers, the way I love Tory Holt, the way I love Dwayne Washington, the way I love uh, Nick, uh, Bradley Chubb. You know, I played with Bradley Chubb. I love all these guys. Love all of them the same way. Russell, Man, got we, a little we, bit of that whooped, we whooped up on Bradley Chubb too, didn't we? Worry about, worry about yourself. Where about stuff? We also we beat you in the monsoon. We also beat you in the monsoon. Yeah, 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 I got right? in the monsoon. We, we beat you in the monsoon, yeah, all right? Yeah, but said, I would They said big Chubb, physical tough Notre Dame coming through. And if it's Bradley raining. Chubb went on, went on national TV. Was... I remember Bradley Chubb going on national TV talking about Quinn Nelson. Like he was still on, he was still on his mind, like, hey man. <laughs> that Quinn Nelson dude, man. Yeah. Who's the best player you played against? Ooh. Yeah, Quentin Nelson, one of the ones. He was Quentin Nelson, man. But I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you. At the end of the day, we don't have the history to justify that. The Notre Dame does. Like for example, one of our greatest seasons ever. Lou Holtz took us undefeated. Ted Brown was the record holder in the ACC for decades in terms of total touchdowns and yards in terms of rushing yards. And where did our coach go immediately after he left? Where did Lou Holtz go? Do y'all have any clue? Y'all have any clue? I have a feeling y'all have something suspicious. Is, wait a minute. Is that when he went? No, because he came from Arkansas to Notre Dame. He went straight from NC State. State. You're right. You're right. So you're right. We're not the team. We're not that program yet. Like Clemson wasn't always the program that they are right now. They used oh, to be no. in the oh, same no. vein where it was like it was like, hey, if you do well at Clemson, you could go on to the dream job. Mm-hmm. NC State needs to turn themselves into that dream job and, and do all those things. But for right now, it just doesn't make sense for you know, us to be that mad. Notre Dame fans, I get it. I get it. Trust me. I grew up hating Brady Quinn. I grew up hating Jimmy Clausen. I grew up thinking those guys are the devil incarnate because we need to destroy Notre Dame. Like, I grew up with that mentality. I hated Ohio State, Michigan State, and Notre Dame. Those are the teams that I absolutely could not stand. But the reality is, like, you know, again, Michigan is a team. Winning eight games there shouldn't be enough. They should have a standard of national championships and all that. But, you know, other schools, and not just NC State, there are plenty of others, that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I see somebody said Minnesota in the chat. If they were to go on to win eight games a season, yeah, you're getting the no, statue. No, they're saying Coach Host, Coach Host actually left NC State and went to the Jets. Oh, okay. Okay. He I left Minnesota. He left Minnesota to come to Notre Dame. Gotcha. 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 Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. But either way, either way it goes, either way it goes, NC State is not that job where it's like, all right, you stay here forever and win forever at the moment. At yeah. the moment, and I, I would hope that that goes on to become the case 
uh, for NC State at some point in time, but who knows? Hey, man, Lucky Lefty Podcast. Man, this trio, man, like I said, I don't know what we're going to curate, curate in the future, but we might just have to do an overall culture college football show, throw in some recruiting, saying that's what I do, that's what you do. Yeah. yeah. Hey, hey I'm happy to do it. I'm happy hey, to do man. it. Hey, man. So let's get to it. Okay. The big viral question. Mm-hmm. Do you go to a restaurant for food or for service? Let's All right. See, y'all finna, y'all, see, y'all finna make me mad. Y'all finna give me hype. Y'all finna give me hype right now. Let, let me start here. Let me start here. Detroit legend Keith Lee needs some respect on his name wherever Man, he for goes. what he's doing. First thing first. And I say this. If you need any restaurant owner, if you need a template on how to respond to Keith Lee, Go watch Candy Burks. Yeah, yeah. And her IG response. Yeah. But 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 let me also say this. I hate this idea that you so I'm a, okay, let me calm down. The reality <laughs> is people are saying Keith Lee is destroying black businesses, he's destroying small businesses, all this and all that. I want to let y'all know a few things that Keith Lee does because he doesn't talk about them enough. So I'm a brag on him for him right now. That young man tips a thousand dollars regularly a thousand dollars plus to his waiters and waitresses everywhere he goes regardless Mm -hmm. of if the food is good bad indifferent regardless if he gave it a two out of ten ten out of ten he does that he matches places money in terms of sales for the day if they go above and beyond to be accommodated the jamaican restaurant Mm -hmm. he went to Mm -hmm. and do you know how bad your service got to be for the jamaican restaurant to be the one to give you the best service that's one of the markers of a good Jamaican restaurant. If they don't tell you we not had that at least twice, at least for two items, the food probably going to be terrible. But they gave him the best service. He matched their total sales for the day. This young man has put businesses that were on the brink of going out of business, taking them to the moon, had them having to hire more staff and everybody's working their fingers to the bone to accommodate for the leg traffic that they're seeing. And and now we're talking about whether or not you go to go to a, a restaurant for the food or the service. You go for all of it. What mm-hmm. are we doing here? It's I'm going to tell you this. It's like a house, right? I make this analogy with relationships a lot because people say like, oh, you know, whether or not somebody has money or whether or not this person is pretty or whether or not this person can do certain adult things that you like is, is not everything in a relationship. And I like to say this. It is like a car or a house, right? Like your power steering ain't everything in your car, but if it goes out, it's going to be a problem. Right? Your bathroom isn't everything in your house, but if you got a shower one day and you go in and you open the door and they're like, when did this room become all carpet and look like a third bedroom? There's going to be some problems, right? Or if your bathroom is always, every time you flush the toilet, everything all of a sudden starts flooding out of every drain, there's going to be a problem, right? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with restaurants and they service. Yes, you go for the food. Yes, you go for the ambiance, but you also go for good service. If yeah. I go to a restaurant and they sitting up there being disrespectful, being nasty, I got a bag for a second cup of water, anything like that, that is, I'm not going back to that restaurant. I'm sorry to tell you, I am a big guy that did not grow up rich. I used to eat $2 steaks that were tougher than me. You understand? And I finished practice with a torn bicep. The old school steakums? Huh? You talking about the old school steakums? 
Uh, no, I'm talking about the, the little steaks from Walmart that like it never really oh, yeah. told you what cut, what, what type of steak was. it was. It literally just said steak on the little thing. Yes, that, sir. I understand. You know, you could you could cut that thing to the perfect tenderness. It still uh-huh. was gonna be. You was chewing the hockey puck. That thing was just, <laughs> you chew on that thing longer than you could chew on uh, the 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 zebra stripe bubble gum to mm-hmm. get it down. And, and that that was the reality. So I'm fine taking my money elsewhere. I'm sorry. I don't care how good your stuff is. I don't care how uh, garlic parm infused your lamb chops are. I don't care how much grass you have on the wall. If you cannot do customer service, you should not be running a business. That's just the reality. That's just the reality. I'm more likely to come back to a place that has decent food and amazing customer service than I am to go to a place with amazing food and terrible customer service. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a powerful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. I'm sorry. Like, that's just, I go to these places to, if I'm ordering takeout, that's one thing. But if I'm sitting down in a restaurant, duh, I'm coming for the service, fool. I could eat this food at home if I was coming for just the food. Yeah. See, let me tell you something. This is my experience. Because when this came up, this is something recently I had to deal with in Chicago. So my Mm -hmm. cousin from Memphis was in town for a conference. Yeah. And uh, he was like, yo, we're going to beat up Friday night, night before I fly back out, go to dinner. Cool. You know, I bring the missus. I make reservations at Kitchen kitchen and Cocktails, a black-owned restaurant centered around soul food oh, downtown not, Chicago. Not the true, what is it? Is it crew or true Kitchen and Cocktails or whatever? It, they, the guy, he has one in, uh, I think one is in D.C., there's also one in Dallas, oh. and there's one in Chicago. But is this, is this the guy? Is this the guy that went viral for like the rules and like kicking the girls out for for dancing on the table or whatever? Is this that one? I'm not sure, but okay. the right. one in Chicago had a shooting out in front, mm-hmm. so they 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 checked my wife's purse when she came in. So yes, then things have changed. So you might be right. Mm-hmm. This is my issue. I didn't use the app. I called in. See, I'm old school. Right. I called in and made my reservation. Actually spoke to someone. Yeah. Confirmed it. Had her read it back to me. Eight o'clock reservation. Yeah. Four parties there. Mm-hmm. 
they have a great bar area. The bar area, if you just want to go to the bar, fantastic ambiance, bar, everything. Vibe is wonderful. I looked at my watch at 9.15. I was still standing at the bar. So, you, me, yo, I'm just blessed that I have some connects. I call my guy who's one of the managers at the Lux Bar on the north side, said, yo, you got something for me? He said, fall through. Mm-hmm. Not only did I fall through, my wife has a seafood allergy. They made the mistake of like putting her chicken like in some fish grease or something, Yeah, whatever, whatever. Dude, made another mistake. Manager comes over like, look, don't worry about anything on the table. We got it. And all of you all can order whatever dessert you want. Yeah. See, because mistakes can be made. Yeah. But as long as you get that service, bro. Yeah. Yeah. It's how you bounce back. It's how you right. bounce back. And, and like, the reality dude, is. I'm, I'm not going to back to kitchen and cocktails. No. Ever. No. No. And, and that's the service. And, and watch this. The reality of this, the reality of this ball game is this. You do realize people don't have to spend their money with you. Mm-mm. With all due respect, you're a brunch spot in Atlanta. You think you're the only one? You think you're the only one? Mm-mm. Dollars to donuts. I can find another one less than 20 minutes away from you. What you want to bet? Come on. Shake my hand. Shake a, shake a poor sinner's hand. I guarantee you I can do it. I can just have my Krispy Kreme ready and make sure it come out with the hot light on. Just make sure you do that. Because I'm telling you, there is, you know, and and again, the other part of this is people have to understand there are two parts of this that I want to address real quick, or actually three, mm-hmm. three and then I'm going I'm to let you cook on, on this one. First thing first, people are saying he's tearing down a black business. Okay, let's do the math. If this is a black business that's based in a black neighborhood and your patronage is a majority black, right? If all of those things are true, let's say you have, how many how many people would you estimate are on staff? What, 20, 30 at, at an average small restaurant or whatever? And maybe that's a little aggressive. That's but I'm a little trying. aggressive. Yeah, but okay. yeah. So let's take it down. Let's say 15, right? Okay. 15 people on staff full time. Okay. 15 on staff full time. If you're serving 100 people a day, 30 are regulars, 70 are new people, right? Mm-hmm. Over the over the course of just a business week's time, you got your, again, I'm saying you're serving 100 a day, 30 yeah. are regulars. So that means that you're serving 350 new people and 30 people that are constantly there a day normally. That is 380 black patrons that you are giving terrible service, that you are giving long wait times, that you are giving disrespect. What are we doing on that count? And then moving beyond that. So really him helping these people understand your service is subpar is helping the community more than hurting. But now let's go to the next part of this thing, shall we? Keith Lee does honest food reviews. That is why we watch. It is not because you guaranteed to hear wherever Keith Lee go, oh, that's going to be the new spot. That's going to be the new, oh, we love, you know, at Keith Lee, just every food he touches, the greatest food you ever see. He's going to tell you straight up and down. Hey, this is a two out of 10. This is a three out of 10. This is a show you right on. This is an eight out of 10. This is a 9.9 out of 10. He's going to tell you exactly what it is to him. If every review is good, it's not genuine because all of these restaurants are not good. There is nothing in life, or not nothing. There is 
a very extreme minority of things that all of it is either wholly good or wholly bad. They're just it. We're talking about football right now. There are amazingly run programs. Mm -hmm. There are terribly run programs. There are great DCs. There are bad DCs. Same for OCs. There's amazing ones. There's bad ones. That's the reality of life. Everything can't be good all the time. It can't be, hey, I'm Keith Lee. Everywhere I go, it's amazing. I'm going to try it and rate it nine and a half through 10. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. And then the last thing that for people to say stuff like, oh, he going to get he going to get beat up. He going to get touched. Somebody going to do something to him for going to these places. That is an MMA fighter from Detroit, baby. His brother <laughs> is an MMA fighter. And again, they're from Detroit. I don't now I again, as somebody who, you know, in the words of Stevie Wonder, I was blessed to be raised on the west side of Detroit. I promise you, beating him up again, he's an MMA fighter. That's not the option you want. But to threaten gunplay and crashing out, number one, you might not win that either. But number two, um, you're going to crash out and lose your entire freedom over somebody saying that y'all did not want to seat them. Mm -hmm. If you put your life savings into something and you work so hard to do it, wouldn't you just get better at it? If your wife one day came home and said, honey, I need you to be more attentive to my needs and then cleaning the car, what would you do? Would you instantly say, oh, I'm going to leave. I'm going to crash. I'm going to go get me a side chick and never come back. Or would you simply say, you know what, babe? Let me go get the car detail and let me, how can I be better, a better man for you? How can I do that? Same thing for you to your wife. If you told her those things, you would be surprised and, and shocking off. She was, oh, no, mm -mm. you can't tell me I got a problem. I got to do something drastic because you said I got a problem. That is how these things work. If you believe that your restaurant is something that you poured your life into, Fix it. Fix the problem. Keith ain't coming in there saying, I have never once heard Keith say one out of 10 about the food, about actual food. <laughs> and you know what he also says on everyone? This is what it is to me. You go have the food and try it on your own. So, you know, that's just how I feel. And I'm going to let you take it from there. But that, you know, just, just. For Yo, me. a lot of your bros are, are tapping mm -hmm. in that are listeners mm -hmm. to the show. Our mm -hmm. guy, Noob Life from down at ATL. Absolutely. Says, uh, Yo. I'll pay extra for quality service and I Absolutely. got coffee for closers. It's also one of your bros down there. Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you something. I don't take, I, I've taken multiple trips to Atlanta before and I tell people all the time, I don't need the aesthetic food. Just give yeah. me, just give me good food. We can eat it at the crib. I don't need to be out and about. I don't need yeah. to be seen. I don't need to, you know, be on the town and enjoy the vibe and the atmosphere. Just give me the food to go. If we got to wait for three hours for the food, just give me the food to go. See, I, I thank him because he brings accountability. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go outside of the restaurants. Yeah. He brings accountability to the culture and the community. Absolutely. Because Absolutely. what have what have we said as consumers standing in our favorite fast food restaurants in the culture and community for years? Yeah. Yeah. The food is banging. Absolutely. No question. Absolutely. The six wing, mild hot sauce, salt oh, yeah. pepper from Harold's oh, yeah. is banging. Absolutely. Coney Island. Hey. Hey now. hey now. I never had that, that, that Coney now. My cousin, let me tell you something, man. We used to go to the two festivals in August mm -hmm. outside. Oh, remember old Joe Lewis Arena? Yeah. And the yeah. little open area where they used to have the festivals back in the day in Detroit. Yeah. yeah. I was up there every August for the uh the African American Festival 
And then there was another festival, dude. Fanta man, fantastic time. Bro, you couldn't tell my cousin, too. And he stayed in Jackson at the time, which mm -hmm. is like an hour away. Yeah, Jackson, Michigan, is a, that's a trip. That, and that's where the prison is, too. He a bad oh, he a wild man. boy. He a wild boy. Oh, man. He a wild boy. Man. Yo, yo, to the dudes in the chat, by the way. Matter of fact, he's dude. in yeah. Memphis now. He started out after college as one of the administrators at the prison. Oh, okay. See, it makes sense they live in Jackson now. Now it's like, ah, oh, okay. Well, he got to Jackson because his father ended up, that's where he got his first principal job. Mm -hmm. Okay. At okay. the elementary school in Jackson. I got some offline stories as a, 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 a young teenage brother going up to Jackson for summers, not understanding, like, yeah, you know, different. the culture and not understanding, like, man, offline. Cause I, yeah, that's, dude, that's a different, yeah, that's a different. I'm losing, I'm losing subscribers if I tell these <laughs> stories. Bro. You talk about culture shock. Boy, I tell you. I, and I, I you know, I had to apologize to my cousin because I didn't understand that he had to learn how to, you know, he had to learn how to work in that culture. And yeah. I was being straight judgmental, like, hold on, what you doing, dog? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's not how we operate when you in the shy. Yeah. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. Dude, the festivals were great. Coney Island, you couldn't tell him anything. We're going to get some dogs. Yeah. And again, and, and I'm gonna tell fries. you, I'm gonna tell you, Coney Island is not top tier Detroit food, but it's exactly. comfort food. It's, it's comfort. you, you go in, you know what you're gonna get. It's mm -hmm. cheap, it's available, and it's right on time. You don't got. I ain't never heard nobody say I gotta wait an hour and a half to get breakfast at Coney Island. You walk in Coney Island, you order mm -hmm. what you order. If you sit down, you sit down. Now, please be warned, Coney Island is the Waffle House in Detroit. So if something pop off. Nobody going to feel bad for you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like if something bad happened to you at IHOP, people are like, oh, my God, that's so terrible. Oh, a fight broke out at IHOP. Wow. I cannot believe this. I cannot. What, we used to live in a proper country. At, at Coney Island? Mm, hey, so wait, you was like eating in in Coney Island? You was just chilling in the restaurant? Yeah. No, we see, man. That's great. This is where, look, I'm just following my cousin. <laughs> I, and understand. Boy. I understand. I understand. I understand. Like, because he had boys that lived in the deep mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so yeah they were like man we're good i'm like all right i'm from chicago i'm rolling with, i'm rolling with y'all yeah. you say we good we good and we never had i've seen some things yeah. yeah yeah but man we never you know thank god we never had anything like befall us that yeah 99 percent of know, the time you're never in the stuff it's like at waffle house you're never in the actual stuff it just yeah. happens and you're just there like Looking I'm at it, like, this all star special because I'd have paid for it already. Absolutely, them boys absolutely. better stay away from over here with that. That's they yeah, but, debauchery. you know, I mentioned what happened to me. It brings accountability ability to yeah. us as a consumer to stop just saying what we've been saying to each other for all the years and actually do something about it. But I'm gonna tell you, this is this is something that I've often like never understood about most folks. Me personally, and I understand that I have a palate that can take most foods and be like, I'm all right. Because again, I didn't grow up in a family where every day we were eating steaks the size of our backs perfectly seared at medium. Like, that's just not it. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I, if if you don't treat me right, I'm not taking my money back there. I'm just mm -hmm. not going to do it. I'm just mm -hmm. not. With all due respect, there's no food. And I mean that very genuinely. I have never had any food in my life that I'm like, if even if I had to wait for two hours, even though I made a reservation, I come here again. Even though the waitress or waiter only came to see me one time to refill my water, 
I'm gonna be coming back here, even though you know they told me an hour and a half wait time. Then a celebrity pulled up and they were like, No, I ain't got no reservation, but I'm Usher Raymond, and they just got let in that I'm cool mm-hmm. with going back. No, mm-mm. no, not not happening. So to me, I feel like yes, Keith Lee is bringing accountability, but it also falls on us as individuals to say, like, stop patronizing businesses that have this bad, you know, customer service. And I mm-hmm. guarantee you it'll get better. I guarantee you, when these companies start seeing their money dry up without Keith Lee having to come in, when you say, hey, I can't, you can't call in, you can't walk up, we don't do carry out, we don't do no parties bigger than five, but also if your party is smaller than four, everybody <clears> needs <throat> to be there before you can sit. Don't worry about it, friend. Don't worry about it, friend. I came to eat. I ain't come to get mm-hmm. more rules than I did in elementary school. Don't worry about it. Y'all stay right where y'all are. I know you're going to do that because you paid a lot for this storefront. I'm going to take my business elsewhere. And just leave rock it like that. Cause me, I'm a, I'm gonna do that every time. I'm a, hey, don't worry about it. I'm not, you know, oh, I gotta come dressed to the nines for brunch. No, I, if I want to wear jogging pants or or uh, basketball shorts or whatever the case may be, what's the problem? Like, I'm not now, I'm not showing nothing that's crazy. Like, oh my god, he's got his junk all out in the street. Then sure, but I'm just wearing regular clothes. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Now, State 48, which I've been to with my parents and a couple of friends and my wife. Yeah. Great steakhouse downtown Chicago. Yeah. I think they're franchise. I think they're from down south. They went crazy. Mm-hmm. And look, I understand. Like, you know, there was a big story in the in the uh, Chicago papers. Because, you know, they all of a sudden came up with this huge dress code. Right? Yeah. And the, the dress code was cultural as hell. Yeah. Yeah. No hats, leave, no t-shirts, no, yeah, no jewelry bigger than such and so, all that type of stuff. You yeah. know, and it's like when you mention in your dress code, uh, I, man, what do they refer to? You know the uh, what you know some of our ladies wear in the shower, bonnet. Yeah, no bonnets. I'm like, bro, no bonnets. Now y'all just throwing stuff. Y'all copying and pasting. Like, okay. Let's make sure we get nobody. And listen, who, if you don't, if you don't want my money, with a bonnet, man. If you don't want my money, I'm not giving to. You. And and also another thing about here's the biggest thing about all those rules that blows me. It's only enforced on certain people. It's only enforced yes. on certain people. I've yes. seen plenty of restaurants that had the oh you can't dress this way, you can't dress that way, and you look in somebody, you come dressed to the nines because you know you got to follow the dress code. You ain't nobody special. And then mm-hmm. you look in there and see somebody breaking three, four of the rules all at one table. You just like, mm-hmm. oh, wait a minute. Y'all said no head covers. Now, I'm sure that that woman at that table got on the head cover. You said no open-toe shoes for men. And mm-hmm. the man that she's with got on sandals. And you said, you know, that's, again, I, I treat any customer, be it bad customer service because you're like, oh, well, I'm one of y'all, so I can give you bad customer service and we good. Or be it bad customer service because it's like, we don't really want your kind here. I treat it all the same. Don't worry about it, baby. If Listen. Like I said earlier about the transfer portal, same thing with my dollars. If you don't want me, then don't talk to me. I'm going to go ahead and seat myself elsewhere. That's what I'm going to do. There's a, a spot here, Tavern on LaGrange, that has become like the spot mm-hmm. for live music. Man, you found out they don't pay their employees. I was like, I can't. Yeah, don't worry about it. Don't I can't, about it. can't rock with you. And I've never been, but I've heard great things about it. But I'm like, that's enough for me. Absolutely. And this takes, you know, because 
you guys know the producer I am. I don't just bring up a subject not to bring it back to Notre Dame. Yeah. You know, I'm always bringing yeah. it back to Notre Dame. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we're talking uh food, mm-hmm. service, mm-hmm. the importance for service. Mm-hmm. We had Notre Dame great Corey Miner on the show yesterday, bro. Mm-hmm. And he said his biggest fear is that uh, Marcus Freeman is going to end up at Ohio State. He said that's his biggest fear. And Malik and I probably have been the only outspoken. There's probably other guys that do Notre Dame coverage that might feel the same way. But we've been open Mm -hmm. about, hey, man, if you don't start treating this brother better, Helping him out, giving him some things that he needs yeah. to get this program to the next level. Giving him the offensive coordinator he actually wants. Yeah. Instead yeah. of balking on a payout. But you know the damn, we balking on a two million dollar payout. Really? That's what we're doing. You know, you basically give the offensive coordinator that was hired. Prior to Marcus Freeman being hired, by the way, you give him the right to veto Marcus Freeman on staff hires? Really? This you is- wouldn't do that. You wouldn't do that for no other coach. Harbaugh not going for that. Saban not going for that. Even if you're talking first-time head coach, Ryan Day not going for that. And he wasn't a head coach before Ohio State. He wouldn't be going for in that. the business, who's saying no to Notre Dame? Like, even if that's the situation he's going into, bro, Who's going to say no? Yeah. Like you never had a head coaching job, and literally you're looking Notre Dame in the face, even with all of those things. Yeah, yeah, it, it's he's it's not saying no to that. It's it's one of those things where, and, and I'm gonna say this, and I, you know, Candace Cooper and I, my co-host on Locked On ACC, have had the conversation before about like how hard That's we, girl. absolutely, absolutely, love her to death, and uh, you know, we we talk about. Um, you know, like, do you root for, for black coaches harder, whatever the case may be? And I say I root for fairness amongst black coaches. That's mm-hmm. what I root for more than anything else, right? And so what does that look like and what does that mean? I'm not a person who says, hey, that head coach is black, therefore I want him to be great uh, because I'm not one of those black excellence people. I'm not one of those people that's like, hey, black people have to be excellent to exist in any space. I believe that we need to be allowed mediocrity. We need to be allowed to fail just like everybody else. But give us the grace and respect in our failure and in our time in being a certain place that you would for our white counterparts, right? Like, I don't think it's fair the way that Taggart was treated at Florida State versus how Norvell was treated at Florida State. If you look at their records through the exact game mark where Taggart was fired, Norvell had a worse record. Norvell had a worse record. And yet, look what happened. They gave him more time and grace. And look at the team now. Hmm. And people can argue, well, Taggart has been bad everywhere that he's gone since then, so that's a horrible example. That's fair, but I'm not talking about strictly, hey, do I think that, you know, um, do I think that Taggart is a better coach than Norvell? I'm talking about was it fair the way that they were treated? Were they given the same respect and grace? Because when Taggart got there, he did not know that the head coach was responsible for – uh, booking hotel rooms and flights and all that to the extent which they were, because that doesn't happen anywhere else. It just doesn't. There's a person there for that. As a matter of fact, not a person. There's an entire staff for that. 
That's your operations staff. You know, when you see a football team and you see a director of operations, assistant director of operations, that's what they're responsible for. The travel, the meals, all that. That's their job. The fact that Florida State being a, a program as massive as they were, not having that in place, that's not on Taggart. That's okay. not on Taggart. The fact that he had to deal with that, as a matter of fact, should be a reason that y'all give him more grace. The fact that he had to hire that and install that there should be a reason for y'all to say, well, wait a minute, he did face battles that uh, Norvell wouldn't. He did have to crawl in some aspects so Norvell <clears throat> could walk and then run. That's what that should be. But that's what I mean in Rudy for Fairness. Rudy for fairness means we can point out, hey, Dino Babers is really not good at his job. He's not good at it. He is losing a lot of ball games. And not only is he losing a lot of ball games, he's losing them through like clock management at times, which is God awful. We need to be able to point that out. We need to be able to point at coaches that, again, that everybody ain't going to be Marcus Freeman and do these wonderful things out the gate. Everybody's not going to be that coach. There's going to be some average. There's going to be some mediocre. There's going to be some bad. But give that bad the same respect and the time that you would otherwise. And don't say, well, there's Marvin Lewis. He stuck around forever. We all know the Bengals never wanted to spend a dime, and they ain't never spent a dime. They just start spending some money now. Mm-hmm. This is the first time they're going to spend some money. So let's stop playing like they gave Marvin Lewis the highest salary every year. That You know, they were signing every check they could, and he just couldn't get it done. And even then, Marvin Lewis is one. He's the exception, not the rule. I can point to you many a coach, many a coach that, you know, from other places that it doesn't happen. And this is the last thing I'm going to say on it. What happened to Mel Tucker is the biggest example of why I say I push for fairness. Because watch this. Mel Tucker, after he was fired, there were legitimate columns in the Detroit Free Press. Detroit is the blackest major city in America by percentage of population. Black is in America. And they were asking, do fellow African-American coaches have to be on the lookout or feel like their position is at stake because of what Mel Tucker did. I did not see that same type of uh, article come out for Urban Meyer, for Rick Pitino, for Mark Godfrey, for, and God rest his soul, for some of the things that have happened for some coaches who have passed now that they were fired under very bad circumstances that are now you know, moved on to the great coaching box in the sky or the other place, whatever you believe about them. This is, is it's insanity. And that is what I mean by I root for fairness. Even if Mel Tucker never won another game, be fair to the man, be fair to his people. And don't say, oh boy, you lost. So, or you did a bad thing. So now James Franklin, who ain't committed, not nary a crime up there in happy Valley needs to be worried. Marcus Freeman, who ain't committed, not nary a crime in South Bend, deserves to be worried because this fool went out there and did something to embarrass the university. That's not, because again, nobody's asking about white, well, Harbaugh just did something bad. Do we need to worry about white coaches? Oh boy. Oh man. So, you know, that's just my thought. See, you just touched on something that's very, I told you, I'm a type of individual. Since I love for people to let me know where they stand, yeah. I'm, I'm going to let you know where I stand. Absolutely. This, this is the podcast. You ain't getting no rest in the heaven for a certain coach that passed away last night. Not on this podcast. <laughs> hey, I understand. That's why I said wherever. Not you on think this they podcast. Are, wherever you think they are. Listen, I don't I, do. I don't want anybody to pass away. I wish we yeah, all yeah. could live yeah. life down here forever, like yeah. Old Testament style, like. I, I don't style. know. They they raising the rent too crazy for me to want to be out here forever now. Hold on. Wait a minute. You know, see, but I got no, you. man. Yo, man. Are you kidding me? Hey, listen. The I get way you. y'all tried to, because of that situation, where Jawan Howard was trying to protect his player because he saw an assistant coach touch his player. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And the way you all reacted and wrote stories about him, yeah. when his when his character yeah. in high school as a member of the Fab Five, a coach in the NBA, player in the NBA is one of the, one of the first ever, one of the first ever NBA players to get a hundred million dollar contract. Yeah. And the way you tried to characterize him mm-hmm. and allow this dude to operate with impunity for years. Mm. Man, no, mm. he gets no love from me. None. Mm. The way but, he spoke about the Fab Five, the way he spoke about Jawan Howard when they were playing, the disrespectful stuff that he said that was borderline racial. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Sorry. No, I'll tell you, ain't no borderline. That man clearly hopped over the line. He's like, where's the sorry. line? Let me step three back. But but nah. that's but that's exactly what I mean, though, right? Like that's that's what I mean in terms of fairness, in terms of you know. The reality is it's it's always a difference. And with certain coaches, there's always this like need to push certain narratives and always be negative about them and all that good stuff. And it's like, it's like, for example, with Deion Sanders and what we're seeing right now, where like uh when they lost to Oregon, somebody said, uh, Coach Lanning took a stand for all of us. What do you mean by that? You graduated from USC, babes. I saw that tweet. I saw that tweet. Who is us and what was the stand taken? What was the stand taken? Please let me know. Let me know. But, you know, that's that's just it's it's the way in which things function in which I don't subscribe to that um, that amount of tribalism to where I'm like, hey, this is my tribe and forget everybody else. Listen, I want all of us to be in a more egalitarian world, a more fair world and a better world. I am all that's all we're that's all we're asking. Exactly. Exactly. That's That's it. it. That's it. That's it. I'm not saying that, hey, black coaches be allowed to be terrible for 80 years. I'm not saying that. But all I'm saying is. If I'm looking up and watching Adam Gase go from one job to two jobs to three jobs as a head coach, where Josh he absolutely McDaniels. Dem- Josh McDaniels is another one, absolutely decimates every team that he's on. No team that he's ever coached has gotten better because he was there. His best season ever as a coach was at 500, but he's going to get another coaching job. Dallas Donuts. Dallas Ask Donuts. me. Ask me. Oh, well, who are you? Who, as who, a Bears talk- fan. Who, who Lovey Smith got fired at the tennis 10 win season. And let me ask you this. And let me ask you this. Have the Bears won 10 games in the season since? Isn't it no. funny? Do you feel a little dumb? Do you feel a little stupid having fired a head coach who won 10 games? Because it oh, it's just not enough. And let me tell you something. The Lions with Jim Caldwell. I I told folks Bruh. for here, you can say what you want about Jim Caldwell and, and him getting fired. His ability to coach and win football games with the Detroit Lions was greater than anything that we had ever seen from another Detroit Lions head coach. That and is just for some fact. reason, Jim Caldwell never has a problem getting a job. Yeah, it's just not a head job. Yeah, just not a head job. He is, dude, they called him in to bring him next to Bryce Young like, yo, this is what you do. Mm-hmm. You're good at that. We're going We're going to entrust you. To be part of his development, but he how many someone like you? But my question is this: How many head coaches have we seen get hired on the premise of you're going to be our quarterback whisperer, our quarterback guru? You're going to be the guy. Go do your thing, and then they say, "All right, we're going to build you a great roster. Just tell us what you need. We'll get it to you, and we need you to to mentor up our great quarterback." When Jim Caldwell has the ability, he has the track record. He has approved. Matt Stafford broke every record, everything, everything mm-hmm. in terms of passing yards. 
they did not surround him with a good team. And when they did, they went ahead and won them some football games. They went mm -hmm. ahead and got to the playoffs. But even in the playoffs, those defenses were giving up an average, I want to say, of I want to say it was either 28 or 35 points per game when he was there. And this is not the NFL we look at today. And even if it is the NFL we look at today, you still shouldn't be averaging 30, giving up 35 a game. That's just not, mm -hmm. that's not a recipe for winning. So, bro, you know, look, people complain. This is the, this, look, I don't want to get into quarterback development. Too. As a young quarterback, having to develop, yeah. that's just, that's enough. Justin Fields walked out every week knowing if he didn't score 38 points, yeah. he had no shot. So, so people try to throw his win-loss record on him. Like, this is his win-loss record. The Bears' defense was last in the league for two consecutive years with a defensive head coach. My, my I'm like, my what are we talking that, about? My rebuttal to that would always be very simple, okay? If you point that out, I want you to also point out where his defense is ranked in yards per play. And you can specify to say yards per play under 60 plays because I want to know what they did when they were fresh. Mm. Show me what they did when they were fresh, right? Because most of the time you find out that those bad teams were also bad at that. That's that's the reality. When you look at Peyton Manning and guys yeah, I, like that. I would agree with you. When you look at Peyton Manning and guys like that, his first year, he was throwing interceptions out the wazoo. He couldn't yeah. – that boy was throwing to the other team so much they asked, was he colorblind? Because you're not hitting the right jerseys. And yet, and yet and still, look what the sheriff became because yeah. he was given that time, given that grace, given the opportunity, the opportunity to develop. To look grow. what Geno Smith is doing now in Seattle because he was not given the time. He was not – and I'm not saying that Geno was going to turn into Peyton. Again, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying oh. is – Give these quarterbacks the opportunity. Oh, Folks gave up on Baker Mayfield when, when, based on he walked into a situation where you had a two back system where both of them were amazing. Offensive you had one line. of the best offensive lines in the nation. You had a receiving core that was always above average, a defense that was rolling for the most part as you got into years two and three and etc. And what did you do? Did you make that team better? Did you make that team a winner? Did you make that team everything? So, you know, I, I feel that way with any leadership position. That's that's always going to be what it is for us, right? We're always going to fix that up. Here. In my opinion, the difference between Marvin Lewis and Zach Taylor is that Joe Burrow stayed healthy and Carson Palmer did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's literally the same. Look, Marvin Lewis got saved mm -hmm. by the – by those young receivers, Ocho, and when he got Boosh them, Mizzata. that trio. Yeah. And then off Carson Palmer showed up. It's the same thing with the receiving court now and Joe Burrow. Okay. It's yeah. the same thing happening. Yeah. Joe Burrow has just been able to stay healthy. When Joe Burrow had that little calf injury at the beginning of the season. Oh, they were terrible. They, they were, were terrible. terrible. Yeah. He, he got healthy. You see what's happening now. Yeah. Zach Taylor is not that great of a coach. Yeah. I mean, I think that I here's the thing, right? I think most things in life, including coaching, work on the bell curve, right? Like mm -hmm. there is like you're exceptionally bad. And then there's like a wide group that like they're average. If you give them a good team, they'll do good things with you. And like, mm -hmm. if not cool. And then there's like always that one or two that like they can make chicken salad out of chicken scratch that you can give them absolute dog water and they'll make a decent team. But again, that's one or two coaches in the NFL. And even then, 
those coaches are so rare. They're kind of like generational. And, and that generational ability to coach can also leave you, as we're seeing with Bill Belichick. A lot of people say, oh, it was just, it was just Tom Brady. It was just Tom Brady. No, it wasn't. There was a year where he had Matt Castle as his starting quarterback for a majority of it. And what did he do? Mm-hmm. He made Matt Castle a pro bowler. So, like, that's that's the reality of what we're looking at there. Um, but it's it's the game has changed. Back in the day, guys would sacrifice. They know, hey, I'm coming to the end of my career. I will sacrifice a couple of million dollars in order mm-hmm. to get a ring instead of taking, you know, instead of taking um, 30 mil over three years to play in, in Jacksonville, I'll take you know, let's say 17 million over three to play with New England and get a ring. But guys now are more aware of the business part of this than ever. Guys now are more aware of, wait a minute, there are mm. there are players who had phenomenal careers, went on to win multiple Super Bowls, and they're selling those off to make money because they're short. And so now guys are more willing to say, hey, I don't, even at end of career, I'm not going to take a pay cut to win. I'm not doing it, period. When they get to the playoffs, all of us get the exact same game check. What do I have to kill myself for here? That Whether it's right or wrong, I disagree with that philosophy personally, but that's not my place to decide for them what to do with their bodies in that moment. It's just not. So, you know, you're you're looking at a different breed of athletes, different generations of athletes coming along who are more aware of the business side. Like when people, people were asking after uh, their most recent loss, should Caleb Williams shut it down for the year? Like it's just a different mentality. It's a different athlete than it was in the past. And that's not to say Caleb Williams should or whether or not he was actually considering it, but that was a question after, um, after, you know, they lost that second game. So I get it. I get how these things happen and work and and that it's, it's a, it's a very, again, I want black coaches to be allowed to be in the middle of that curve without being treated like they're on the back end of like that to me is just, it's, it's downright nasty work. Look, man, I don't know what's wrong with Michigan State. And Malik Malik was the first one to say it. But he was like, yo, Michigan State just needs to throw the bag at Freeman. I mean, I can see it. I can see it. It's, here's, it's here's the, like the here's urban the stuff has been out there. But it's like if you know – Notre Dame is what it is, bro. But, they're, but I think that they should do it because their buyout for Mel Tucker just went to zero. Their buyout went to zero, so and I, I mean, think Marcus's buyout will probably—it's—it's it's not that much. It listen, if I was him, hey, I consider it. I consider it because I, I'm gonna tell you this much. Now, see, now, see, because I'm look, I can't say certain things. You tell me if Michigan State, this is a fair, unbiased opinion yeah, yeah. from Ken Gibbs, Notre Dame fans. And listen, I hate if, I hated if, Michigan State for years growing up. I hated them for years growing if up. If you're Marcus Freeman and Michigan State hits your agent like, hey, we got eight to ten mil. Mm-hmm. Well, most I, fans would be like, why would he leave Notre Dame? If, if that's why doubling, would... if that's doubling or one and a half in his salary at Notre Dame, I'll simply ask it like this to the fans who say it's ridiculous that he leaves and it doesn't make sense. I'd ask them this, right? Let's say you work at Microsoft. Let's say you work at Facebook. Let's say you work at Google, whatever. One of those fang companies, as they call it, okay? And you're making $150,000 as an engineer, right? You're one of the best engineers that they got, but, you know, you're just not at that super high senior level to where they're making a 375, 500, whatever the case may be. Or let's say even you are. You're the most senior engineer there. You're the head of AI. You're making half a million dollars a year to do Meta's AI, right? And then 
a company that has the same type of staying power. They they have that same type of like they're not as big, but they've been a company for 50, 60 years. They so it's not like a startup where you don't know you're walking into the wilderness and in two months they could tell you, hey, we don't got no money left. This is a company that you know for a fact. You've looked at their financials, you know everything is solid there. And they tell you, okay, Facebook's paying you half a million, but we'll pay you a million to come with us. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? You would be a fool not to consider it, not to look it over. When people got mad at Dion for leaving Jackson State, the only thing that I would say people had a reason to, to get mad at him about was the idea of you cannot preach why not here, why not us, and I'm I'm meant to be here. And then like, hey, when yeah, I got a bigger no. bag, I went on to, to greener pastures. But even in that regard, if he didn't say, which I have not done enough research to say, I know for a fact he did or didn't say this. If he didn't say, hey, this is where I am meant to be long term. This is where I'm supposed to plant my roots and do the great things here and flourish here for a long time. I'm supposed to build longevity here. If he said those things, then absolutely that there's a problem. But if not. He's just doing what anybody would do. Your job, you would not stay at your black-owned business and turn down a two-times pay salary, three times, four times pay salary, a salary increase for another company just because they're white. You wouldn't do that. You wouldn't. So why are you asking him to do that? And I would say the same for Marcus Freeman. If he, if you're talking about if Michigan threw him two times his current salary, I don't know what his current salary is, so I don't want to speculate. But if they say eight to ten, and that's doubling what he's getting now, what? Well, listen, y'all don't have to answer to Mrs. Freeman. He does. Y'all don't have to answer to the little baby Freemans at home. He does. And I know a lot of y'all are thinking, well, that's $4 million a year or $5 million or whatever Notre Dame is paying. He doesn't have to worry about answering them regardless. I'm going to tell you this. Y'all have never been married or y'all have never dated a woman before because um, they're, you know, when it's when, when y'all are going through it and y'all got to use her money for the, 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 uh, the furniture, it's rooms to go. You get that little $150 cost that you know finna start sagging in a few months. Yeah. Let you start making some chips. And now y'all yeah. going, it's Ashley Home Furniture. Mm -hmm. It's custom made. We need to get this. Hey, listen, I know a guy who makes couches. What you mean you know a guy who makes couches? We was room to go, people. Why, why are we going anywhere but rooms to go? You know, Let's so. go see Usher in Vegas. Yeah, now wait Let's a minute. Let's go see Adele in Vegas. Now wait a minute. No, because I had told you that my favorite secret was Beyonce and we had to watch the Beyonce experience on TV. But now that we got money, I got to take you to Vegas to go see Usher at his residency. What's going on? Well, I wanted, I've been loving Beyonce since she started calling herself Sasha Fierce. Why well, I got to mm -hmm. go to Vegas now. You know, uh -huh. but, that, but that's the reality. You do what yeah. you got to do to keep your lady happy. You know. So, um, like I said, y'all don't have to answer to the Freeman family. Y'all don't have to have those things. And again, anybody would be a fool to not consider a hundred percent salary increase. But yeah, anybody would be a fool. That's what what we're talking about in this situation. Mm -hmm. If the idea every, every, is every now and then, there have been people in the history because of relationship. Yeah, and I was and just because about to of say how they've been treated that have balked at the money and, and, and decided to stay, and that's why treating him. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. It's important. I'll tell you this. I don't judge anybody or, or say, hey, you dumb as a bag of bricks for turning down money or taking money or whatever the case may be. It's your life to live, right? When Dennis Schroeder mm -hmm. went down there at 84 and ended up signing for four later, it's your life to live, brother. If that's if that's how you feel it. When Latrell Sprewell turned down 29 and said, I got a family to feed and never played in the NBA again. It's your never life. Again. It's your life. I'm not going to judge you for how you decide to live. 
what I will say is this. If if you want him to stay at your university, give him what he needs. If you're saying, hey, we're not going to raise you up to 10 a year, he at least should not have to deal with the OC with veto power. That's what? What are we doing here? He at least should have all of the – anything that any other coach has, he should have. He should have. Point blank period. Because Notre Dame ain't one of them – you know, there are – Or when he says, this is the OC I want. Go get him. Go get him. Go like, get well, don't be haggling it. Go get like, him. We, we can paint the narrative, the story, because I know they came out and said, well – we went back to him after the misunderstanding and he decided to stay. I'm sure he decided to stay after all of that. Yeah, I'm sure he did. Again, go get him. Go get him. You're not a little boy university, or let me not say little boy. You're not a um, you're not a financially strapped university, shall I say? Because there are some. Hey, listen, if if Kyle Coach want a different OC, brother, we got food at home. Okay, you understand? You got new OC money. You gonna take the pay cut out of yourself because their their athletics department is running at like a fifty million dollar deficit or something like that. Like they're they're Ooh. deep, deep, deep in, in the red. In the red. But uh, I something's telling me. I have a sneaky suspicion, and don't call me a pocket watch or anything, but I have a sneaky suspicion that Notre Dame's running in the black. Got a real sneaky suspicion about that. So. You would be quite correct. They, as Jack uh, Swarbrick said on his way out the door, we are good stewards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, you know what they say: if you're a good steward over a few things, he'll give you many. And I think That's Notre right. Dame has been given the many. They I have. They've, they've been given the many. So when you have the many, don't be selfish with the many. Give your coach what he needs out of the many to build a winner. Let him build a winner. That's all. That's, That's all. a bar. That's all. Yeah, we ain't we ain't asking we ain't asking for you to back up the Brinks truck every time he wants to hire a position coach. We're saying for those two, the the ones that are beside him, the one that's calling the blitzes and the dogs and the base and what we want to install, hey, install hey. the inside zone, outside zone, power, why banana, the guy, those two, they need to get paid. I'm, hey, they can juvie for him. I don't yeah. mind. Yeah, juvie juvie for him a little bit. Back it up. Yeah, yeah. Hey, if you got to do it, if you got to do it, I ain't mad at you now. I ain't mad at you, you know. So back it up. Give hey. him, give him what he needs. Absolutely. Or is that Missy? I got what you want. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> what you need. Oh, that was hey. Nicole Ray. That was Nicole hey. Ray. Produced I, I, by Missy. I was about to say, I, I don't think Missy got uh singing credits on that one, but I got you. I got you. I know where you're going. Yeah, so that, that's how I feel about that. If, Again, it doesn't matter if he was talking about Michigan State or NC State or New Mexico State. Hey, if, right. if they talking to, if the funds right, they'll be there every night, and that's what he got to do. That you know, they ain't never gonna get him mad at nobody. Same thing I said about Coach Doran when people were talking about, oh, Tennessee's looking at giving them X amount. Okay, well if they can give them something that we can't match, then it's hey man, we can't match it. But if we can match it and choose to lose a coach that we really want over not matching it, then that's on us. That's our fault. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. 
From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.